Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We're going to take a look at some headlines that will affect investors this morning. But first things first, Ryan, we did some World Cup predictions yesterday. <laughs> didn't quite go according to plan. <laughs> Japan, South Korea, both out of the competition. Whew, I'm not uh, sure who to support anymore. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> All the underdogs are gone. All the, yeah, that's true. Well, Morocco is still in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the next Maybe one. Maybe that's the next one. Elsewhere in the world of sports, just for fun, I want to share this with you. Cristiano Ronaldo, who's now a free agent has been offered a contract by Saudi Arabian club Al Nasser and we're talking about a deal worth almost 200 million a year do you think he'll take it up is he the guy or sort of guy who goes for the big bucks at 37 with what four or five kids he's got enough I'll do it for the money man uh, you know he's got <laughs> other things to play for like pride you know, maybe he could play for another EPL club I would feel very prideful if I earn 200 million a year <laughs> oh that's you maybe he's got other priorities maybe well this, that's just an interesting sports related story that's worth checking out if you want to read about it alright let's take a look at the markets this morning and in terms of what yeah. we're inheriting off Wall Street out of all that noise it comes down to one thing there is fear or concern that a dovish Fed might be something worth taking a look at because bond yields went up. This means as far as tightening policies are concerned, it might not slow down anytime soon. Yeah, we've got to wind back the clock a bit to last week, early last week, when we had a couple of Fed speakers saying, hey, things need to be higher for longer. So a bit of a hawkish beat yeah. or drum beat. And then you had Jerome Powell coming out to say, hey, maybe we can afford to slow things down. And then the data started to come through hotter than expected. Last Friday, we had a hotter than expected jobs data set. And then overnight, we had another round of hotter than expected data coming through from the ISM manufacturing PMI numbers at 56.5 above the Estimate of 53.4, also higher than the prior month's reading of 54.4. So hotter than expected, not welcome news for those who are hoping for the Fed to slow down because this means whatever the Fed was doing in the past few meetings and quarters did not have as much a big a dent as they were hoping for. So the Fed needs to do more effectively to bring down the pace of the economic growth. So that is what we might be able to expect in the meeting next week. Maybe some signals that more needs to be done. But by and large, going by what we've heard so far, the consensus forecast is for a 50 basis point rate hike in the meeting for December. That will be after four consecutive 75 basis point rate hikes. So in some fashion, we could be in for some moderation, but maybe signals that these hikes will stay elevated for quite some time. So no turtle doves for Christmas. It might be a mixed <laughs> bag for Christmas. Oh dear. In today's Asian session, we're watching out for the RBA because they're making an announcement at about 11 or so. Mm. Yeah, and with the Fed rate hike possibly becoming a bit noisy or even confusing yeah, yeah. in the coming week. The RBA has quite a bit of a delicate balancing act to do. So we are watching for the RBA to also hike rates, but start to become more, more dovish with a 25 basis point rate hike and maybe mm, start mm. to think about pausing next year. So that's what market expectations are, that they don't want the economy to 
crash or slow down too much by overhiking. So that's where the RBA is right now. And also part of the mix is what's happening with China. With China's growth coming back online, that could be something that will spur the Australian economy to some extent as well because it's a huge importer of many of Australia's resources like steel, coal, and mm. so on and so forth. So that's going to be something that will drive growth in Australia even more. So that's mm. something they have to weigh. Actually, the China situation is quite interesting, right? Because this morning, so Apple is one thing. They have warned earlier in the month that production might slow down as far as the iPhone is concerned. But this morning, there are some reports, sources saying that Apple might shift production to India. I mean, that's something worth watching out for. But we're also getting reports with regard to the Tesla situation that they may slow production coming out of the Shanghai Gigafactory. And some reports Mm. are saying it's because of the other factory in Germany. So China is one to watch. Interesting repercussions of what's been playing out, not just on COVID-19, but also the various trade disputes, just causing a lot of companies to review their plans in China. Should they start to diversify their supply chains away to some extent, from China so that they are not too overly dependent on what's happening there. As we've seen with Apple, they are reportedly going to reduce their production by 6 million units. That's going to be, you know some dent when they head into the holiday season. For sure. Uh, But they're also, I guess, managing expectations in that sense. Talking about expectations, what is the latest with regard to oil? Because this is something we talked about yesterday. Over the weekend, there was consensus to keep it at $60 a barrel. What's the latest on this? Yeah, there is still quite a bit of debate and Mm. to some extent, a lot of cloudiness around what is happening here. As you pointed out, there is that cap on Russian oil at $60 per barrel. Mm. And the thing is, right now, Russian oil is priced at around $50. So this is meaning Russian oil still can afford to go higher in terms of price before it hits that cap. But the cap, if it does hit that cap, it means anyone who observes the G7 mandate cannot ship oil or insure oil so it means Russia effectively has a bit of a dent to its revenues Mm, when it comes mm. to what they make from oil which is what the G7 is hoping to achieve that they don't want Russia to make too much from oil but have enough incentive to continue producing so it's also a balancing act and it's still leaving a lot of questions whether that can be effective and to what extent it can be effective so this is as for now seeing a lot of people expecting Russia to continue selling oil as long as they can, Mm. which is seeing oil prices just reflecting that supply will still be there. And in line with that, we are seeing oil prices come down by over 3%. WTI, for example, is down 3.4%. And if you look at where we are right now, its price is at $77 per barrel. Brand crude at $83 per barrel, down right now by 2.7%. So... Looks like the market is expecting oil to be around. Yeah, now that price cap, of course, went into effect yesterday. And the news keeps giving because two oil tankers were headed to Russia yesterday or spotted headed to Russia as yesterday, expecting to be filled with Russian crude as that price cap went into effect. All right, Ryan, thanks a lot for that. Ryan returns at 7.35 with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.